Welcome to the Strange Harvest Podcast, a weekly pop culture podcast where we discuss all things film and television. My name is Amir Touray, and with me today is... Hey guys, it's Derek. Tonight we don't have Jeff with us, because we mentioned last week that uh, Jeff is on a little bit of a vacation. So it's just going to be me and Amir tonight, and we're going to talk about last night's Oscars. Last night was this historic event for the Oscars, but also I think cinema in general, uh, with one huge surprise I kind of made this host very very happy let's get into some of the highs and lows of last night's uh, oscars uh, let's talk about some of the actual categories and awards so let's start with the big one right best picture amir what do you think of this win yeah i mean i loved it parasite was probably my favorite movie of the year definitely my favorite of the nominees so yeah i'm i'm really happy you know, in 1917, I talked about how much I loved it on the 1917 episode, but I think Parasite edges it, so I'm not at all unhappy. And I think the Parasite win's important for reasons besides pure quality of the film as well, which we can talk about later. I myself am just ecstatic. I, I think if anyone heard our last couple episodes, all I've been saying is that I thought 1917 was going to win, but I wanted Parasite to win so badly. And I'm just happy that the Academy listened to me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I feel like I'm still on a high, you know, the, the day after, just because this this was definitely one of my favorite movies of the year. One of my favorite movies probably of this last decade. I think it's just so deserving. Let's get into his speech a little bit. Or I guess it, it wasn't his speech for Best Picture, but his speech for, I think, when he received Best Director. You know, he talked about, like, he's been working for, like, so long, and, like, someone like Quentin's been recognizing him, but, like... I feel like this is the first time a lot of people have probably heard of Director Bong, even though they've probably seen, you know, Snowpiercer, maybe seen Okja on, on Netflix. They don't realize who this director was and who he is. And I think hopefully now this puts him on everybody's radar, right? Not just people in, in film. Yeah, absolutely. I think it was a very gracious speech by him um, because it's funny, you know, he... Um, Kind of called the Oscars a local film, like festival, not too yes. long ago, <laughs> which is a, a really, really funny thing to say. But um, it's also really cool to see him win it and uh, take home the award with such grace. And uh, yeah, his speech was awesome. He shouted out everybody, you know, everybody who he beat out for best director. I mean, this really took me by surprise just because I think a lot of Oscar pundits and everybody speculating on what was going to win was pretty sure that 1917 was going to take it, right? Because yeah. of all of its wins in the previous uh, awards and it winning most of those and really Parasite only taking the SAG award. So I thought for sure it was going to be 1917, especially when Director Bong won for Best Director. I was like, oh, okay, this is probably going to be a split. He gets Right, director. exactly. He gets Director while 1917 is going to get Pissed Picture. But no, man, it took it all. I mean, it didn't take everything it was nominated for, but... I mean, I mean, I think it went, what, four for six or something? Four for six, yeah. I was reading something that Bong Joon-ho is tied for the most Oscars in one Academy Awards. Like, tied with, like, Walt Disney, right? Yeah, he's won the most in one year since since Disney, I think, is, yeah, is what it was. Yeah, that's crazy. Which is wild. Um, yeah, abs absolutely insane record-setting night uh, for him, which is really cool. First non-English language film 
to win Best Picture, right? Oh, yeah, huge. This is the first film to be nominated from South Korea ever. Wow. It was the first international film from South Korea to ever be nominated. So hence, it would be the first movie from South Korea to be nominated for Best Picture. And it won, you know, for Best Picture, (laughs) Original Screenplay, Best Director, and International Film. Like, that's just crazy. Yeah, it's pretty unreal. Pretty unreal. And I hope this leads more into not even just like more international films getting recognized but i really hope this means that something like uh you know more animated films maybe could be best picture winners or maybe some of these like bigger you know spectacle movies that you know i think the oscars always kind of forgets about that i think are are also still very culturally important in the cinema landscape like i'd love to see it that it's not just always the same directors or the same types of movies winning right Absolutely. I mean, I I think part of the reason the Oscars sort of zigged where everyone thought they were going to zag and gave Parasite the wins that people thought 1917 were going to get is because I think they realized that they've been having kind of a problem with diversity and they realized they needed to lean into doing something different with this. Like, I think this was an intentional move on their part and it was a good one. Yeah, I think that this was basically either everyone's number one or number two on the preferential ballot, right? When they vote for the the best picture winners. Yeah, absolutely. I think if they don't give Parasite these wins, it just makes the Oscars feel more and more irrelevant. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're a real film nerd, you do know how often the Oscars do screw up, but they still have this general reputation for, you know, picking quality. And I think... They want to maintain that while also stretching from their sort of stodgy reputation. And I think they're sort of doing that with with Parasite this year. Yeah. I want to get into this a little bit or just explain this a little bit. I don't know if you understand it or if our audience understand it. So do you understand how the preferential ballot work? No, man. Explain it to me. Okay. So how this works is that it's kind of a way to make sure that everyone's vote for best picture counts in one way or another. So what happens is that everyone votes. There's nine nominees this year, right? So they they rank their nominees one through nine, right? So let's say I voted for Parasite number one. That means it's number one on my ballot. Let's say you voted, I'm just going to throw it out there. You voted Ford versus Ferrari number one, right? So what they do is they do this process of elimination where they take the one that has the least amount of votes. It gets eliminated, but what they do is then they take what those people voted as number two and those get added to the number one ballot votes. Does that make sense? Right. So let's say your number two was parasite. Then it got added to the parasite pile. Right. Yeah. They keep doing that as this process of elimination until they basically figure out that one movie has overtaken the others and is clearly going to be the winner. That's why I think that, you know, parasite was basically a lot of number ones or number twos on the preferential ballot where I'm guessing 1917 got a lot of number ones also. But when those other movies started falling to the wayside, I think all of those votes probably piled into the parasite pile. Yeah. That sounds like a very reasonable kind of way that things, uh, things might've played out. Yeah. I think it's difficult to put any of the other best picture noms ahead of parasite solidly. So I can see how parasite would be like everyone's one or two, whereas the rest might be spread out. Right. Like you might like Ford versus Ferrari, but I don't think it's, clearly number one in this pack you know what i mean yeah whereas parasite's clearly you know one or two yeah it's number one Um, for us (laughs) yeah oh definitely definitely definitely. (laughs) yeah definitely definitely the number one of this pod but yeah we're very happy about the parasite win 
what else did you want to mention about Parasite Sweeping? Want to talk about uh, Sharon Choi? Yeah, yeah. You know, she's the interpreter that um, is basically been interpreting for Bong Joon-ho this whole time. Like, not just at the Oscars, but all the other awards. And she's been great because Bong Joon-ho is a very funny guy. You know, he's he's cracking a lot of jokes in a lot of his speeches. And I think she gets that and she tries her best to bring that across. And I think she successfully does that, right? She really captures his tone and, and his humor. And it's really great to see that she herself is um, has said that she's a filmmaker and, and she's like, joked about how she now wants to make a film about the award season i'm like <laughs> dude you should do it yeah i mean i'd, I'd, I'd watch it <laughs> i mean i also think she herself has become a bit of a meme or in her own right i mean i think she's also stood out with her own like i don't know uh charisma mm-hmm. and just talent and uh yeah people have really loved her and people have really taken to her so i think it's really uh sweet that she's been able to stand out in like this sort of supporting role of interpreter so I thought, I thought that was really cool. <laughs> Speaking of memes, have you seen some of the reactions from Eminem's performance? Oh gosh, I actually didn't, but people, I'm sure they lost their shit. I think there was some people that probably absolutely loved his performance, especially because I think the story is that it's a little bit of a, I'm sorry, slash, you know, I know I'm late. Because he very uh, historically did not show up, I think in 2003, when, uh, you know, 8 Mile was up for best song and i think it won and he wasn't there to perform and he wasn't there to you know receive his award and now he's doing it 17 years later <laughs> right yeah 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 it's so crazy i mean i my initial reaction was like oh this is kind of cool but then i was like all right this is kind of a waste of a time like why why are you here why are we even watching eminem <laughs> when right. he's not even nominated and he's this is an old song this song's 17 years old like in, in 2020? I mean, yeah. I, I thought it was a cool, effective surprise. It definitely made the news. It definitely had people talking. It was a great performance. Eh. Yeah, it's it's funny because there's, you know, memes of like Billie Eilish staring and she has like this kind of weird uh, expression. And then you see like Martin Scorsese, just like he's been memed to death. He just has this like blank look on his face. When, <laughs> when they, they pan over the crowd, like some people were totally into it, singing along, you know, it's... I, you know, if I was there, I'd probably be singing along to it. Of course, man. I mean, it's a great song. Um, I think it was one of their more effective choices, probably. The performances for all the original songs, I thought this year were a little bit lackluster. I thought Cynthia Reba was amazing. You know, she's a great singer and actress, like seeing her on The Outsider. And then I haven't seen Harriet, uh, unfortunately, but... Um, also seeing her in um, Bad Times of the El Royale, where she also sings in that, where she's amazing in that. And I think, honestly, she's just like a star on the rise. Oh, that's really cool. I didn't realize that she'd been singing in so many other productions. Yeah, yeah. We just saw a commercial, I think, um, yesterday. She's she's going to be on a show where she's going to play, I think, Aretha Franklin. Really? They're really using her talents really well, both her acting ability and her singing ability. Wow, Aretha Franklin, though, that's a, wow. And then when it came to, like, the Frozen performance, I thought it was a good idea because what they did is they had, like, all these different singers from around the world that typically sing the different versions of Frozen, you know, in different languages, come and perform with Adina Menzel. The idea was very cool, but the execution was not that great because there were definitely some pitch problems. There was some pacing problems i think with like some singers didn't seem to quite know their cues and it was a little bit lag 
But overall, it was a good idea, like I said, but execution wasn't there. Good idea, poorly executed. Yeah. And then the rest of the performances were all just kind of mad to me. Yeah, I mean, I think none of those artists or songs particularly speak to me. I am a Janelle Monáe fan. I, I do like uh, Come Alive. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, not much of it does a ton for me. Um, the only thing, thinking about it again, is that uh, there is the Elton John Eminem connection, too, which maybe is playing into it somewhat. I wish they played into it more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, th- I don't know. I think there's that maybe there's something there, because uh, that did win Best Original Song, and, yeah. you know, they did have that famous, I don't know, spat, and they've become friends over the years. I don't know. Maybe I'm reaching. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, let's let's get back to some of the other uh, awards. Let's do the the acting ones. I felt overall these were very predictable, right? No surprises at all um, when it came to who was going to win these. Let's start with supporting actor. I mean, what did you think about you know Brad Pitt winning? I really liked him, um, and I think, like you said, this was sort of predictable by him, you know, winning in the lead up as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think it's fair. I liked both Pacino and Pacino and the Irishman, but meh, I don't know. I, I think I think that's the right call. I think so too. When it comes looking at the list, I mean, the other one that I might say that is probably the one behind him is is for me is Pesci. Like I thought he did a great job in the Irishman, especially for someone who hasn't acted in like I don't know how long. And it's cool to see Pesci play against type as sort of the quiet gangster this time instead of the loud yeah, sort of murder exactly. murderous hothead. Of course, that's yeah, that's that's very fun and very cool. And I mean, partially, I, I think a lot of conversations around Oscar wins also is like, is it? You have to think, is this uh, also kind of a career win, right? Because sometimes they like to give um, wins based on like you know, may, maybe this isn't the most deserving, but this is an actor that deserves it, right? Well, I mean, I think that's the best actor one. I know that's skipping ahead, but I think that's okay. that's the best actor thing. I also think that. This kind of is for Brad, too. I mean, I don't think this is his best role, per se. But looking at the other nominees, it may, yeah, maybe it is just the best of this year uh, compared to the other nominees. But I honestly also think that just Brad Pitt deserves one, right? <laughs> With his, yeah, yeah. his really kind of uh, storied career. Sorry, do you think there's a role he should have won for that he didn't win for? Oh, that's a good one. Because you're saying not his best, right? So what is his best? What are you like, wow, Brad Pitt wowed me in this? I don't even know if he was nominated, but I loved him in Glorious Bastards. Maybe it was too early, but looking back at it, I mean, I would have loved, I don't know if he was nominated for Fight Club. but Fight I always, Club, that, yeah. That's like one of his, I think, one of his best performances. I know he was He's nominated for that. Benjamin Button. Like I, yeah. Meh. Maybe out of the ones he's been nominated for, maybe this is the one that he deserves to win for. I don't know. I, I, I would throw in there uh, Burn After Reading. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think he's. Um, I think he was great in that. So let's move on to Supporting Actress. So Laura Dern winning for Marriage Story. Um, did you watch Marriage Story? You know, I didn't fall off. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's really interesting because, you know, Noah Baumbach directed Marriage Story. Uh, Greta Gerwig directed Little Women. They're together. Right. So yeah. It's kind of this Same. interesting dynamic where, like, you know, Laura Dern kind of works with these two great <laughs> directors in, in two movies that have been kind of nominated for Oscars this year. I thought that was a really interesting little story. Absolutely. But, I, I, I think there's a lot of double dipping among the uh, the best supporting and the best actress pools. Like, you know, if you look at Scarlett 
for both Best Actress and Best Supporting Noms. Yeah. Or uh, Laura Dern winning for Best Supporting and also being Little Women, which was up for a couple of noms as well. It just seems like there's a lot more overlap there. I don't know if it technically hurts Scarlett Johansson's opportunity, but if we're talking about leading actress now, like she might have been the one I actually wanted to win over Renee Zellweger. Because I've seen Judy and I thought her performance was perfectly fine. Like everyone's story was she was going to win, like hands down. There is no other person that should win this award. And then I watched Judy and I'm like, this is okay. I, I don't know if it's maybe because it's the combo of like the acting and the also the singing that she does. Like I know like sometimes the Oscar voters kind of eat that crap up. Right? Yeah, I and, think so. You know, so that might be why, you know, because she does a really great job singing and she does a really great job acting. But I mean, man, if you've seen Marriage Story, Scarlett Johansson just like, you know, she, for me, was the one that deserved that reward. Yeah, I'm surprised also, I mean, not from the, like, film nerd buzz, but just from the, like, if you ask the person on the street buzz, Marriage Story seems to have way, way more popularity than Judy. I feel like 15 people saw Judy. Yeah. The narrative was very similar to last year, where... Uh, you know, everyone thought Glenn Close was going to win for The Wife. And this was also another yeah, movie yeah, that yeah. nobody saw. Like, I didn't even get to see it. And But she didn't end up winning, right? Olivia Coleman won instead with The oh, Favorite. Yeah. But I guess this year that didn't happen. I don't know if people were like, oh, we can't let that happen again. Or maybe Renee Zellweger just really, really deserved to win that one. Is that a lifetime one, too, for Renee Zellweger? No, no, because she's won... For I can't remember what she's won for, but she's won before. This is her second Oscar. I'm gonna look Cold Mountain. Cold Mountain. It's like you know you have Sersha who hasn't won yet. You have Scarlett who hasn't won yet. Those performances, I think, for me, were still better than Judy. So like, why not give it to someone who hasn't won yet? You know that I think really deserves it. Sersha's super young though. Yeah, she is. I think she's. Like, if you look at it, she's been nominated, I don't know how many times for how, you know, young she is. It's insane. Yeah, she's a, she's a beast. Yeah, she's super young, and hopefully she still keeps getting nominated, and eventually one day she'll win. I think she will, eventually. I mean, I, th- I think oh, yeah. she's just come out too strong in the last couple of years not to eventually get something. Mm-hmm. Is this Laura Dern's first? Yes, this is Laura Dern's first. That's pretty wild, man. Three of the acting um, winners are first-time winners, right? Brad Pitt, uh, Laura Dern, and I guess we'll get to Best Actor, um, Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. Um, Which, you know, I don't love the movie Joker, but I wouldn't say that he didn't deserve this reward. I mean, I I think there's a good thing about Joker. It's that performance, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But this one does feel... Like a like a lifetime one, right? Because I think you should have won for the Master in 2012, right? And the problem is he's up against Daniel Day Lewis. Is that the year for Lincoln? Yes, that's Lincoln. Uh, okay, but if I were to look back at that year, then I would still say Lincoln because I remember watching Lincoln. I was like, this movie's okay, but damn, his performance is so good. He's insane in it, right? Yeah. I mean, and that's the problem. If you're up against Dylan Day-Lewis, you're just you're sort of screwed. But Joaquin Phoenix is unreal in The Master. The Master is just awesome. I don't know. I, I, I guess it's an earned win here. Did you see Pain and Glory? 
No, that's the only one I didn't get to see. Yeah. I know I love everyone was loving Antonio in that movie, and that's the only um, best actor um, nomination I didn't get to see, and I do want to see. Uh, I have seen the two popes, so like I really like Jonathan Price in that too. If I were to pick another person that wasn't Joaquin, though, I would give this to Adam Driver. I, I was going to say. Like, like Scarlett Johansson, I think he is so great in that movie, too. And I think I, I just want to throw more praise at Marriage Story because I do love Marriage Story. Uh, I'm not surprised that you were going to say that, actually. I, was gonna say, I think Adam <laughs> Driver definitely would have yeah. been your next choice. It, yeah. It's kind of weird. Like, if, if I were to remove one person from this list, sadly, it'd probably be Leonardo DiCaprio. I don't know who I would replace him with, but. Like I, I look at the list and I'm like Leo for me doesn't really belong here. I didn't think this was one of his best performances. Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, is it okay? Is it that he's too subdued in the role? I guess it's more for me. Like I look back at his other roles and like I just think those roles. I mean, like The Revenant, like not one of my favorite movies, but he was great in it. Again, I don't think that's his best role, but if he were to win for an Oscar, like that was pretty deserving. I mean, he was definitely like giving it his all, right? And he really wanted right. that Oscar and he was showing us that he really wanted that Oscar and, and he got it. I personally would have loved him to win for Wolf of Wall Street because I, I, I think for me, that's his his best role. Yeah, he's awesome in that. But I forget who was he against that year. I don't remember who he was against that year, but I was just like, God damn it. I should have been Leo. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, even The Revenant, Felt like a lifetime one, right? Because he yeah, did that, so that did times. feel like a lifetime yeah. one. But I don't mind saying that he should have won for that because I think he was trying really hard to win it, and like he did. Okay. He he put all his heart into that one. Okay, but this is here's a Jeffism, isn't this? Isn't that just kind of rewarding, like hashtag acting? Isn't that like? Yeah. I don't know. Isn't that like too much of straightforward? All right, you try really hard and you get it. Like I don't know. Like I feel like that almost devalues sort of subtler roles and perhaps more sophisticated work like he was good as rick dalton right i mean it was it was a good performance and just the fact that it's not as like incandescent as like what adam driver was doing a marriage story or or as like over the top as what joaquin phoenix was doing does that Mm -hmm. mean that it shouldn't also get awarded i don't know i mean in the end i kind of felt the same way you did but i just i'm kind of playing devil's advocate here like yeah i get what you're saying my choice of words weren't the best. And do you remember the Revenant, man? Like he's like going through cold ass rivers. He's getting mauled by a bear. Like this is probably some <laughs> of the most, like I, I think most kind of acting he's done. Like, cause a lot of times he is kind of like the Rick Dalton character where he actually like is more subdued, I think sometimes. And that's why I loved Wolf of Wall Street. Cause that was also another time where I think he, he really went for it. And yeah, and I thought he was deserving of that one too. Okay, but then here's the flip side to that, mm-hmm. then. Brad Pitt wins for Once Upon a Time on Hollywood. It's Cliff Booth, and he's just, like, playing a cool guy who's attractive and likes to smoke weed and has a bad relationship with his wife. I mean, yeah, right? Like, I mean, he himself said it. Like, how much acting is being done there? You know what that's I mean? True. That's um, true. But the thing is, I think Brad Pitt, for me, that's a little against his type. And that almost seems like it's still the same thing. Like He's doing something on purpose to try to get to this point. That's interesting. So what, what's Brad Pitt's type for you? He's suave, but he has a certain, like, it almost is like high energy still. Even in his cool moments, there's this sense of energy versus mm. 
Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, he was very chill. Like, I've never seen this Brad Pitt. Yeah, he's very, he's very laconic in this. Yeah, yeah. and I was like, oh, he's he's trying to not be his normal self, I feel like, sometimes. Yeah, that's kind of true. All right, I buy that. Because, yeah, he's very high energy in a lot of these other roles, like Burn After Reading or uh, Fight Club or what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, okay. All right, all right. I like that. What about 1917, man? It got... I got pretty shut out. What happened to this movie? And like, we I loved this movie. I, I mean, you love. No. <laughs> wow! 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 <laughs> no, I'm just wow. kidding. I do. I do love the movie. <laughs> but no, no, I, I do love the movie. It's, it's just um, I'd rather have Parasite win. So I'm like, not. Oh, I agree. I'm not sad that it didn't really get anything, just because that means it, it's getting in the way of Parasite. I agree. I agree. I mean, but to go. God, did it go 0 for 10? No, it won No, no, 3 for something. 10. Sorry. Three. Yeah, it it got something. 3, it definitely actually. Won. Um, for getting Deacons, and, and and that was well-deserved, and visual that effects. That was the most deserved. I yeah, oh yeah, by far. It would have been criminal if he didn't get it. Visual effects, that one was a little... I don't know if it should Really? Be yeah. Let me look at the nominees. I I, I don't know. I, I might have given it to... This is one of those career things. I would have given this to Avengers. There's something about these Avenger films that I think should be recognized. I look back at the year that, you know, Return of the King won. I, I think that's a great movie, and I'm not saying that it didn't deserve Best Picture, but I, I know a lot of people talked about that being a award for, like, this, you know, spectacular, you know, trilogy of films versus just the one. And why, why not celebrate, you know, 23 films and cinema that have culminated into this one movie called Avengers Endgame. And it's not giving it best picture. This is just visual effects and it has great visual effects. Like, why not? Yeah, no, I really like that take. I think you're kind of right there. I think Avengers is almost like not even in consideration because it's not as good a movie as Return of the King or something. So like, yeah, it's not taken with the seriousness it deserves, even though, like you said, it's a visual effects award, right? No one's saying it's best picture, right? Yeah. I think that's actually yeah. I think you're right on that one too, man. I think that's a really good take. All right, well let's let's get into the uh, the screenplay awards. We already talked about you know original screenplay, right? Uh, Parasite wins. I actually would would love to read that screenplay. I need to find. Yeah, it. I would yeah, love. Yeah, absolutely. It. You know, whenever they present these awards, uh, the screenplay awards, they always kind of read a little bit of the screenplay, and I'm like, man, I, I really want to read this screenplay now. That was really great. But let's get into the adapted screenplay. So, have you seen Jojo Rabbit? So you know, I'm going to admit I didn't see Jojo uh, Rabbit yet. So I, know. I, I know. I love this movie, and I don't know if it's the most deserving. If I'm being honest, I would love to read the Little Women screenplay. Just because I, I think, especially the way that was directed, I would love to see the way Greta wrote that too. Did you read the book? No, I've never read the book. Me neither. But I, I know what happens. I mean, now I know what happens because I've, I've seen the movie. <laughs> uh, kind of looking back and, and understanding what Greta did to the movie to make it you know, her own was, I think, something very special. And if we're going to go back to best directors and, and playing that game of like, who would you remove? And who would you add in? Like, I would totally get rid of Todd Phillips to add Greta Gerwig because I think Greta Gerwig at least deserved some kind of nomination for what she did with that movie because Little Women was definitely one of my favorite movies of the year. See, the problem is I think Joker 
was over-recognized with 11 noms, but the backlash also goes a little far. It, it was good. I think, I don't think Todd Phillips deserves best director, and I don't think it deserves best picture. Ugh, man, yeah, it's hard. It's hard. I think you might be right with that, actually, just swap him out. But I feel like that overly, like, it makes Joker seem like a worse film than it was. Because, like, the director's like the conductor, right? The, the, mm-hmm. the director puts all those pieces together. So if you like the end product, you know, the director has to get some of the credit. That's true. But for me, I didn't like the end product. Right, exactly, so exactly. It's very right, easy yeah. for me to... Very easy to, yeah. But I understand what you're saying. Like, if you start taking away some of the awards and people are like, well, it wasn't nominated for as much. as Was it really that good of a movie that I thought it was? And I know you haven't seen Little Women, but like, this was something special. Like, you're taking a movie that's been adapted like six times already and basically creating something that I think is unique. How hard it is to take something that's old and make it new and fresh, and she does it, I think should have been rewarded more. Have you seen the other adaptations of Little Women, or is this your first no, time? Okay. No, this is my first time. So I would love to go back. I think I'd like to go back and at least watch the 94 one. Because I know a lot of people will compare it to the 94 version. And and some people love that one more, and some people like this one more. I would bet I would still like this one more. Well, I don't know if you know, or her audience knows, but like what she does with... like the She kind of creates two overlapping um, stories in in two different timelines and kind of intermingles them. So it kind of jumps back and forth. And I think that serves the story really well, serves the characters really well. And I don't know how that would play in a a more linear story like the 94 version. Mm. Still talking about adaptive screenplay. I think I love Taika. I I think he still deserved to win. And honestly, I'm not upset that Joe the Rabbit won because I did love that movie so much. Okay. So you would rather have had Little Women win, but you're okay with Jojo Rabbit? I think so. But I'm okay with Jojo Rabbit winning. And I love Taika Waititi, so like, any acclaim for that guy. Well, yeah, it's, it's kind of like cool to see someone who you just like win. Like, that's just uh, that's always cool. <laughs> There's like a little clip of him, like, at some point in the night, tucks away his Oscar underneath his seat. I saw that. <laughs> I saw that. He's so um, cheeky. I love I it. I saw that. <laughs> I'll talk a little bit, maybe some of the highlights and some of the things I really didn't like about the show last night. You know, highlights for me, of course, were Parasite winning all the awards and especially, you know, Bong Joon-ho's like speeches, like, you know, like we talked about a little bit already. I love the point where he like talks about Martin Scorsese and then talks about Quentin Tarantino. Like, I love that he's also like heaping praise on all the other directors that he appreciates that are in, in this space. I really like Brad Pitt's speech at the end when he talks about his kids and then at the end of Joaquin Phoenix's speech when he talks about his brother. I thought those like really kind of tender moments were were some of the better ones. I, I like that they both took risks to like say something political as well. Like I thought that was cool. Like I mean yeah. I guess it's liberal Hollywood or whatever so you're not like taking an enormous risk by saying liberal stuff but it's still cool that they stuck the necks out and did it. I don't know. I'm into it. Um, I thought Joker's composer, the, uh, Hildur Gunda Dottir, I don't know if I pronounced that right, being the first woman to win, you know, best original score. And I think they said like over 20 years. I think that's amazing. I actually really loved the James Corden and Rebel Wilson, like dressing up in their cat costumes. When they announced the nominees, there's like this moment of silence. And afterwards, all that you hear is them like batting 
at the mic like cats. <laughs> I don't know. Do you think it's disrespectful to the movie, though? Like, to kind of... Like, is it like an actor backing their own work or not? Or, or am I, like, reading into it too much? I think it's good on them. Of course, no studio wants their actors to bag on their movies. But if I was those actors, like, I'm, like, trying to save face here. Like, I understand these movies aren't great. So let's let's play with this. Especially them being so comedic. I think maybe it'll come off better than if, like, someone like Ian McKellen was just bagging on cats, right? Or Judy Dench was just bagging on cats. People were like, okay, maybe that's not in best taste. But I think these guys are trying to do it in a funny way. So maybe that works better than than blatantly saying like, oh, I was in this terrible movie called Cats. Right, yeah. And I mean, I think that you can also earn some points from the audience for... It does happen that people who are honest about uh, about not liking things they've done, actors who are honest about like, hey, I just did it for the paycheck, uh, are looked upon favorably too. But you don't want to like sell out your colleagues, right? And just be like, hey, we were in this piece of shit that you know that like, yeah. everybody you work with worked so hard on like even if it turned out bad like you know that it's not just other actors it's everyone the cast and crew and the director and everybody some of the other things i didn't quite like were there there were some moments where they really try to imbue some like comedy into the show like they had kristen wig and maya rudolph mm-hmm. going together and presenting i've heard a lot of people like love that moment it didn't really work for me like at that point the show was dragging um, the same when um, Will Ferrell and Julie Lewis-Dreyfus came out. like Their little banter didn't quite work for me either. So this is the second year in the row where the Oscars has went without a host. And I haven't made up my mind if this is working or not. The pace moved a lot better last year when there was no host. But this year, they, they try to put in these things that you know a normal host would do to fill up some of the time. And it didn't work. Like They had actors announce other actors to announce the awards like they had you know george mckay who who's like comes out and he's like oh and now uh, he wasn't there but like ryan gossing is going to come out and present this awards like why do you need to have another actor tell me that another actor is going to come out and present an award like it was really yeah. weird it was a waste of time and it was really weird yeah, I don't know if the no host thing works because it seems like they can't fully embrace it and they're always going back to kind of trying to have like a mini host in one way or the other. But I also wonder, I mean, it seems like Oscar ratings are worse year on year. At least from what I was reading, apparently uh, this year was the worst ever. Oh, really? I didn't get to read too much into ratings, so I might have to just take your word on it. Yep, that's definitely what you should always do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hopefully people are still like following the news and following Oscar news and saw that Parasite won. It was really great because, you know, one of my coworkers today, who I know normally doesn't like watch movies and, you know, he knows that I watch a lot of movies. So he's like, did you watch that Parasite movie? And I'm like, yeah. It's like, should I watch it? I'm like, absolutely. Hell yeah. He's like, yeah, I think I'm going to watch it now because, you know, I won all those awards and you're saying it's good. I'm like, yeah, you should definitely go watch it. I like you telling that story because like that totally crystallizes for me. If you had to recommend a movie that you saw last year to somebody, what would it be? And for me, it's Parasite, 100%. So you know what? Oh, yeah. I, th- I think that totally breaks it down in a, in a way that makes it so clear for me that Parasite's the movie. 
as much as I love 1917, it wouldn't have been 1917. It wouldn't have been any mm-hmm. of those movies. It's Parasite. If you ask me what movie am I recommending to you that I saw last year and you're just even some random person, as long as you're okay with reading subtitles, it's Parasite. 100%. I've been telling people to try to watch Parasite for, you know, since I've seen it. But now that it's won an Oscar, I can say that, oh, it won for Best Picture. You should go watch it. Yeah, no, you're definitely correct. And I and movie theaters are going to capitalize on it. It's going to be back in theaters, right? I really hope so, because I'd actually want to go see it in theaters again. Yeah, it's awesome. And uh, it's already back at like the little local theater back uh, where my mom lives. Um, she was saying, oh, yeah, Parasite's back. Uh, and I, I went to go visit her, and she'd already seen it. And so I went to go see it. And then she went and saw Jojo Rabbit, which is why I didn't see it, because oh, you know, no. she's out without me. But, um, <laughs> and I, and I, never went, I never went back and was like, oh, I missed Jojo Rabbit. Let me go back. And so that, that's my Jojo Rabbit story. But the point <laughs> is, Parasite, now that it's got the win it's it's back in theaters and it's been back for a couple of weeks i think in anticipation of maybe it winning or all the noms it's been back in theaters for a couple of weeks um at least where she is in my area it's been back in theaters because i think they've been playing a lot of the best picture nominees like you said yeah but i hope this means it expands to even more and like hopefully the people that want to go watch it now can because even when it came out, you know, last year, I think around like October, November, when it came out, you know, it wasn't in like every theater in my in my area. So I really hope this means that it, it'll just expand a little bit more and like people can catch this movie. And, and then it's also going to have people go back and watch some of his earlier stuff, I think. Yeah. I haven't seen a lot of his. Like The Host, Snowpiercer, or you're talking? I've seen Snowpiercer, I've seen Okja. I think that's okay. as far as I go back with his career. So I'd love to see, you know. Memoirs of Murder and, and The Host. Uh, I'd like to go back and see some of those older ones. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Actually, I'm going to have to go back and uh, see some of those older ones as well. So, yeah, no, I'm excited that, uh, like you said, it's uh, the win is really doing good PR for the movie and good PR for the Academy. I, I think it makes the Academy look good that they recognized it. Yeah, actually, I wanted to get into that a little bit. Before last night, a lot of the story was, <laughs> why did Greta Gerwig get snubbed? And why did a movie like The Farewell kind of get snubbed? Aquafina had a chance to maybe be nominated. The lack of diversity. I mean, they they made tons of jokes. Like, you know, Chris Rock made a lot of jokes in that opening monologue about how, like, there was only one person of African-American descent that actually got nominated. And that mainly the Oscars were very white. But I don't think anyone's going to remember that now because Parasite won. And I think, you know, everyone's on this high, but I think in the backbone of, of, of the Oscars is still very much this uh, very non-diverse segment of probably voters and also representation in, in the, the awards that it's nominating. You know, I'm really happy that, you know, this South Korean film of, you know, Asian Scent won so many awards, but I still would have loved to seen more nominees and, and just more representation. Yeah, yeah, I pretty much agree with everything you said there. I think that there was this like Oscar so white hashtag like last year, last couple of years about oh, yeah. the sort of over uh, whiteness of the Oscars, and I think they definitely dug themselves out of a hole uh, with this nom. Yeah, they dug themselves out of a hole, but I just don't want people to forget that that this has been happening, and that I would still like to see a lot more progressive change. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I, 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 yeah, let's not take it as an endpoint, but as a good start towards like yeah. uh, more representation. Um, you know, because representation is not just like a 
wanting to see yourself and your stories represented in Hollywood films or whatever. It's also like a labor issue for actors and people in film as well. You know, directors getting their shot at big budget movies, actors and actresses getting their shots at big roles. Um, you know, a lot of that also is dependent on, on diversity, right? Like, mm-hmm. if every role is default white or whatever, then a lot of people get shot at roles which could be colorblind. I, I think spreading that is good. Uh, was there anything else you wanted to mention about last night's awards? Or Actually, okay, the only other thing I wanted to mention was I felt like there was not as much overlap between the uh, Best Picture noms and the Best Actress noms as there were between the Best Actor and the Best Picture. I guess only barely, but it just feels like Judy, Harriet, Marriage Story, Little Women, Bombshell are much more marginalized generally than Joker, Once Upon a Time, uh, Marriage Story, and The Two Popes were. I don't know. I I feel like the best picture noms were just all very super-duper heavily male. Yeah. I don't know. It just feels like those best actress pictures were all sort of marginalized. Like, Judy is just like, you know there. Harriet's just kind of hanging out there as a Best Actress nom, and that's it. Like, I mean, Little Women Marriage Story got a lot of play, but it just, it, yeah, it, it feels like it almost separate worlds when you're talking about the women's films, quote-unquote, and, like, the, quote-unquote, men's films, right? It just feels like severe, like, severe noticeable underrepresentation there. Yeah, I definitely uh, agree with you on that, and I think that goes also hand-in-hand with what I was talking about earlier with director, and I think Greta kind of getting snubbed for that. Yeah, more more representation for for different races, for different ethnicities, for different genders, right? I think that's all needed. Yeah, man. Just it seems so glaring. I felt like I wanted to just at least mention it. And, you know, this is not to, like, absolve myself. I haven't actually seen uh, some of these pictures. But I don't know if you remember the discourse about Little Women and, like, why men aren't going to see Little Women. But it was a whole thing for a while. I think it was last week. There was a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of tweets uh, about. There were some choice words about. I think this is what you're alluding to about Little Women, in the way it kind of tells a story and have like kind of jumps around between. Like I've described two different timelines, and uh, people were getting confused. <laughs> and a lot of women were were coming to the defense of Greta Gerwig's movie, saying like, "Well, you can watch someone like Christopher Nolan's movie." you know, oh, like Inception or Interstellar where it has a lot of like time travel and jumping through different spaces. But when, so when a man does it, it's fine. But when Greta Gerwig d- tries to do it, it's confusing. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I totally, yeah. I was like, these women are right. Like I was totally fine. I got, I got, you know, little women. I, I was able to fall along perfectly fine. I've never seen the movie. I've never read the book. Like I was fall, I was falling along perfectly fine. So I don't understand where these comments are, where people think that it's a confusing movie. Well, I mean, I think one, you're like, uh, you're like a film nerd with stripes, man. So like, I think you're more equipped maybe to like, just take something like that in than maybe the average, the average dummy. But I mean, get to my level. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think the other thing is that like, the conversation I was alluding to was way more direct than that. I forget if this was in the Atlantic or, um, 
uh, in the Times, or I just read some random thoughts on Twitter, but, like, someone was basically saying, she's a film critic, and I forget her name, but she was just saying that, like, yeah, I, I recommended Little Women to a ton of friends, and, like, the guys just weren't going to go see it, and it's like, this is one of the best films of the year, why are guys not going to see this movie? I don't know. I don't know. I can't. <laughs> You're just like I don't know. I'm a yeah. guy. I went to go see it. I loved yeah. it. Like, yeah. So. Get over yourself. I guess I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't have any uh, really good thoughts on it. And it's it's the same narrative for Parasite, right? Bong Joon Ho and I think in his Golden Goat speech had that really poignant line about if you can just get over that one inch margin at the bottom, which you know he's basically talking about the subtitles. Like right. you're gonna really it love up a whole other world. Yeah. And I think I think the same is true for what you're saying. Like, just because it has a bunch of women in it and it's about women doesn't mean that you're not going to enjoy this movie, that it's not great, that it's not somehow going to relate to you. All right. Well, I think that will conclude this week's episode. Uh, what we're going to do next week is I think we are going to get into Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. I love that title. I will not not say the full title <laughs> well, well, well well you can't say the full title anymore because they changed it right <laughs> no i'm still gonna say the full title but yeah so next week uh, I, I know it came out this week but you know with the oscars we wanted to dedicate this episode to the oscars so next week we'll we'll backtrack and then we'll talk about that movie um i'm excited to talk about that with you and jeff uh jeff we'll be back um, next week for that but i think we're going to be recording a little bit later next week uh, expect that episode maybe a day or two late but uh, yeah, I'm really excited to talk to you guys about that. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm excited to get back to our, uh, our our comic book adaptation podcasting roots and uh, talk That's about Birds of Prey with That's you guys. <laughs> but uh, you can follow me, Jeff, and Amir on our letterboxes. Um, Amir, I think you're just an Amir Ture, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm at the wrong Dayak. Dayak spelled D-A-Y-I-K. And that's for also my uh, Instagram and Twitter. And then you can follow Jeff at Strange Harbors. And of course, uh, please subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcast uh whether it's uh apple Podcasts, spotify stitcher also give us a five-star rating on itunes if you can it really helps to get our podcast out to more people we want to have this podcast keep growing and growing and and reaching more people so we definitely use all your guys' help for that but yeah this year for me was overly positive one for i guess the oscars i, I think definitely there are points were boring definitely points that were a little drag, but overall, I'll give it a good marks this year. Yeah, absolutely. They sometimes screw it up, but I think this year they uh, they they nailed it with Parasite. They kind of caught the mood of the moment, and uh, they picked the right winner here. This was a good work yeah. by them. Yeah, I think this is the one year where I could say that they got it right. And like in a couple of years, I don't think I'm going to be saying that. Oh, maybe it wasn't the best. I, I think this was maybe the most correct they've ever been i'll just <laughs> hyperboles no 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 i mean credit where credit's due i mean i think i think you're right they nailed it this year all right see you see you next week everybody i'll yeah, we'll see everyone next week